Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to introduce two heroes of mine who are fighting to save the Thule elk. The Thule elk are under assault. They are dying of thirst. They are being kept from water by a fence. And that fence is at Point Reyes National Seashore. So yes, it's hard to believe, but indeed, we have become so callous as a society that we're even keeping these precious animals from getting water. How can that be? We are issuing an elk action alert right now. I want to go straight out to Fleur Dawes of Indefensive Animals. IDA has been leading the charge on this along with Jack uh, Gestalt. Is that how you pronounce your name? <laughs> Close enough. It's Gescheit. <laughs> Gescheit. Fleur, bring us up to date. Yeah, hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having us on the show um, and for covering the plight of the Thule elk. So um, you may not have heard of Thule elk, and the reason why is because they are incredibly rare. Uh, there used to be a lot of them all over California. They are an endemic native species, um, but now today, unfortunately, there's um, far, far fewer of them. And the, the largest remaining herd is at Point Reyes National Seashore. It's just north of San Francisco, and there's uh, 500 who are trapped and suffering horribly um, at the seashore. So Jane mentions that um, they are dying of thirst. They are dying of hunger. Um, they're in this terrible situation, and it's all unfortunately due to um, some ranches that are operating in the national seashore. So you would expect in a national park that it would be preserved for wild animals. Um, unfortunately, you would be mistaken. Um, there are private ranches for beef and dairy operating there. They are massively polluting the park. Um, they are washing effluent, um, you know, kind of like the poop and pee from all of those thousands and thousands of cows, which vastly outnumber the Thule elk. Um, it's all washing into the sea, into a protected area. Uh, people can't bathe there. There's, uh, it's like you, you can't, it's, the water is not safe to go into um, and use. Um, cows are pooping directly into there and the Thule elk are cut off. There's an three mile long fence which prevents them from getting to the water and to the food that they need and um, so we have a historic um, opportunity right now for the first time thank you to everyone who has been um helping us in our campaign uh, unchained tv has been uh, one of the um real uh, guiding lights uh, helping us and you all watching today um if you've taken action for the Thule elk thank you um your voice is being heard for the first time in a very long time, the um, park service is considering removing the fence. And this fence is lethal. It is killing 
these native animals. We must get it taken away ASAP. Um, so what I would can I would urge everyone to do today is to go to idausa.org/elk, um, and uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. And on Friday, we'll be sending you um, a, a very important email that you can just click to take action for the Tule elk. Yes, so here it is, idausa.org forward slash elk. We're going to tell you a lot of different ways that you can really support this incredible project. Uh, thank you so much. Jack Gestite, um, I want to talk to you because you've been there on the ground fighting for these animals. Uh, why now? Why do you think the National Park Service has now had a change of heart is it because of the huge demonstrations organized by IDA and yourself, treespiritproject.org, that have really brought hundreds of people to the park saying, this is obscene? Uh, hi, Jane. Thanks very much for covering this important issue. I, I see the, the great uh, overview that Flair just gave is a, a microcosm, really, of the larger national and even international issue about the devastating effect of cattle ranching. So for animal lovers, it's, you know, cruelly confining and abusing domesticated animals, but exploiting them for meat and for milk. And this is going on across the country and it's responsible for, in this case at Point Reyes Seashore, um, <laughs> taking wild animals that should be free in a national park, as Fleur said, and confining them. Um, there are about 500 elk in the park, three different herds. The largest herd is behind that fence, about 260 animals currently, and they suffer and die because they're confined. And then as to your um, and by the way, the cattle ranches are, are privately owned renters of the land. They do not own the land. They sold the land for millions of dollars decades ago, but have, with their political and economic clout, lobbied the government, and I would say corrupted, National Park Service policy about wild animals. So even in this National Park Unit, a national seashore 20 miles from San Francisco, the cattlemen are, have been calling the shots, which is to say, let's keep those pesky wild elk fenced because they impinge on our money making, exploiting these animals and the number one pol polluters of the park as well. So I'm just overlapping a little bit of what Fleur said and then to your key question, why now? What changed? This is truly, I mean, for me as an environmental activist for my Tree Spirit Project for about a year and then I met In Defense of Animals, a wonderful organization I assume folks are familiar with. I've been consulting with them on this issue for about two years now, so three years on the ground, uh, one of the leaders, there are many people involved in this and many orgs, but I've been very active. I've chosen to insert myself as a kind of a lead activist on the ground, and yes, Jane, your supposition is correct. It is, I would say, four factors. One is organizations involved, like In Defense of Animals and others, um, people heeding the call and coming into the park and putting their bodies in the line, which is still necessary in this digital age, Three, the media attention. We've gotten a lot of headlines about this issue because activists and citizens show up. And then four, there's also two lawsuits which press on the park politically and kind of shame the National Park Service, a division of the Department of Interior into having to defend this awful, indefensible position of favoring private leasing cattle ranches, which by the way are subsidized by the public. The public is even paying for them to be there because they're getting the land at about half market value. So all those reasons coalesce into why we are where we are today with this historic opportunity. 
kudos to both of you and your organizations for pushing this. We've got a caller on hold, Nilo Farr from Texas. Your question or thought regarding the Thule elk who are dying of thirst because of a fence that is put up in the Point Reyes National Seashore, a national park, to protect the ranchers and the dairy farmers as opposed to protecting the wildlife that so many tourists come to see. Nilo Farr. First, um, I went to the link that was provided on Unchained TV, and um, I put in my information, and I also made the comment uh, that uh, thanking the National Park Service um, um, to opt for Plan B to uh, not let the elk die of thirst. Uh, It was very easy to do. Thank you for providing that. And... um, uh, yeah, secondly, I think um, and, and Jane addressed my question and, and you guys covered it, but um, so much of what is wrong in our era is the result of power mongers, e.g. ranchers, operating at will. And so um, it's, it's amazing work that you are able to organize and get the National Park Service to have the interest of the elk rather than collaborate um, rather than the NPS collaborate with these private ranchers, um, it's 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 a huge operation, and um, yeah, we are here to support. Thank you so much. Yes, I mean, I think so many people are just blown away by the idea that our tax dollars. Here's the thing. It doesn't even make sense from a financial standpoint because Point Reyes National Seashore is a tourist destination, and millions of tourists go to this beautiful spot, not to see dairy cows in hutches, which is being, um, these animals are being exploited. The dairy industry is horribly cruel, but they're going there to see the Thule elk. They're going there to swim. And the water has become polluted because of the cattle ranching and the dairy farms. Can you tell us about that, Fleur? And I wanna say, the good news is, and I wanna emphasize, you can help save the Thule elk from dying of thirst, okay? We can give you many different ways where you can do it. You can go to idausa.org forward slash elk. They're doing a massive campaign that is about to start. You can go to treespiritproject.com and click the link. And also in the comment section, you can just go to, and I've got it right here, um, an actual URL that I created. If you want to jot this down, uh, I did a tinyurl.com forward slash B-D-E-P-A-R-5-E. You can uh, copy that off the comment links and you can take action. The point is we want people to take action and submit their comments. Before you answer that question, I'm going to a second caller. Michelle in Los Angeles, your question or thought for our panel. Hi, thank you for answering. Um, I just want to know, how is any of this legal? How are they able to keep a fence up and prevent these beautiful creatures from drinking? Well, Jack, you're nodding your head. Take it away. Yeah, well, you ask a great question. It's an obvious question, and... It's just, um, what is it, democracy dies in darkness, or uh, as well, um, daylight is the best antiseptic. Am I mixing my metaphors? But it's that people don't know about it. As they do, they're outraged because it's as you say, like, how can this be happening? Well, people don't know about it. And then, of course, to be, to be complete about it, uh, 
the cattle industry defends itself with PR campaigns. In, in the case of West Marin County, Point Reyes, a very educated, affluent area where people eat, oh, I only eat the Neiman Ranch beef because it's on a small, organic, free range. Yeah, and I want to keep, uh, keep uh, brand names out of this. So Sorry. Any brand name mentioned is invited on our show anytime, but we're talking about these concepts. Continue on, Jack. Good yeah, point. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I get your point. But anyway, um, they're touting themselves as, as better, and they're not. And any, at this point, all of them involve um, <sighs> methane and land pollution. And it's just the more people know, then people take action, and we the people can win our park back in this case. And we've been effective. And it's, I mean, how many battles do you hear of where we the people and activist groups and animal rights organizations are fighting and fighting without any progress here in, in just a few short years. And that's a quick time as federal policy is set, in this case, out of the Department of Interior, the U.S. government. It's a remarkable turnaround. They came out on June 9th with a press release. We, it's a proposed action is the technical language, but we suggest taking down the fence after 45 years of this federal policy. When the elk were first reintroduced to the park, in 1978, the fence went up and it's been there ever since. So it is a big deal what's happening. And I really invite people to make a public comment. Check out IDAUSA.org slash Elks website, my website, treespirproject.com. And you can join this movement. It's, it's a long process. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But we hope within a year that fence will be down. The ranchers hopefully won't sue us and or the Park Service and try to stop this whole thing. And that's where, again, the more people that know, the more people that care and get involved and see how outrageous this is in this crazy world of grays and shades of gray. And I don't know what to think. This is so clear when you learn the facts. The ranchers don't belong. Private ranches don't belong in a national park, clearly. And wild animals should be free to leave wild, happy lives. And occasionally, as humans, get the joy, the joy, the bliss of just seeing them run free in a natural environment. And the joy and bliss of them being able to actually consume water, which it just boggles my mind that they would create a fence and systematically uh, starve these animals and deny them water. That is ultimately cruel. Fleur Dawes of Indefensive Animals. Uh, talk to us about the pollution aspect. I mean, this is self-sabotage orchestrated by the U.S. government in the form of the Interior Department's National Park Service to literally destroy this precious resource that they're supposed to take care of. We are very grateful now that the National Park Service has had a change of heart. I just want to repeat the headline. The National Park Service has had a change of heart and is recommending now that the fence be taken down after massive protests by the two people you're looking at and many of their supporters and followers and these organizations. So we applaud the National Park Service for making this recommendation. So the thing is you, the general public watching, they need to hear from you. They need to hear that you support Alternative B. I just wanna put it up there to make it really clear. It hasn't happened yet. And it, to make it happen, the National Park Service has to hear that the general public, which they can tell overwhelmingly supports the Thule elk over the dairy ranchers and the cattle ranchers, but they do need to hear in a public comment form. I never ask anybody to do anything that I don't do myself. So yesterday I went on and I filled out the form, okay? It says National Park Service, submit comment. And right below that, you put your name and address. 
And I filled it out. It took me three minutes. I hit submit. It says, thank you for your comment. It confirms that your comment went through. It's really easy. And if you want to do it right this second, you can go to treespiritproject.com. Also, IDA is launching a massive campaign to tally the number of people who are doing it. That's IDAUSA.org forward slash elk. So take it away, Fleur. Why is this so important for anybody who cares about wildlife, who cares about their own tax dollars, who cares about the ocean? Yeah, well, as you as you you've uh, pointed out very clearly, Jane, there's there's a number of different issues at play here. Um, I think a lot of your audience will will really care. Um, of course, it's it's disgusting to think that our tax dollars are going on confining and killing wild animals in a national park and subsidizing the people who are killing them. Um, recently, it was actually decided um, that they could even start shooting the elk to death. So in one part of the park, we have um, elk who are fenced off, and that is exactly what this comment period is about. So um, on the surface of it, uh, the, the park service are saying, oh, you know, what does the public think? Do, does the public think that we should remove this fence, which is killing the elk? Um, which privileges ranchers because the elk, the, the fence is there to stop the elk getting to the water, the ponds where the water collects. I mean, it, this is California. Um, I know we had a good winter last year, but, um, you know, generally speaking, it's, we ha we've had more drought than not. And the elk have the elk who were trapped in the reserve. You would imagine a reserve is a place that would, um, you know, provide everything that they need, right? No, it's not the case. They, they they've been left on this little spit of land, which has the least water. Um, it has not enough forage for them, and it's it's very very poor um, there. And we've seen ourselves. We, me and Jack, go walking in Point Reyes National Seashore with other activists, other organisations um, during our demonstrations and uh, and other times. We've seen the dead elk there themselves. Um, Jack has even found uh, an elk there dying, um, actively, you know, dying of, of these, as a result of being trapped by this fence. So it's it's very clear. And thank, thankfully now, um, thanks to Independence Animals, Tree Spirit Project, and many other organizations working on this, we have um, exposed what's going on there. No longer can um, can the public uh, be okay with the fact that there's dairy ranches, beef ranches operating in the national park, choking these wild animals to death? We've also seen um, mums on one side of the fence and their babies on the others. Um, so they've somehow become separated. The fence is preventing them from getting back to, to their mums and they're still feeding from their mums. Um, so they're gonna die as well. Um, all kinds of different animals who are prevented from getting from one side of the one side of the fence to the other and this is their natural habitat it's crazy so one important thing that we want to say is um is why we're asking um you to go to idausa.org is to um also make sure that you mention the ranches that you are not happy with the ranches you want the fence down that's the important thing but you also care about having the ranches out they were paid off years ago they were given very very generous compensation from taxpayers to leave and establish ranches elsewhere they've all of them established ranches elsewhere but they've also kept on their leases in the national park at very very favorable rates and they're uh, let me polluting just, it with the cows and their own poop. 
I want to jump in because we want to cover the pollution in depth, but we've got a caller. Simone in Los Angeles, your question or thought. Hi, I'm just joining in, and I'm so happy that this is being um, brought to our attention. I honestly didn't know anything about the tool elk uh, being in trouble, and so we, I'm with social compassion legislation, and we do legislation, so maybe there's something we can do to help that. But I found it interesting when I was looking it up, and maybe you've, t- you've touched on this, I'm not sure, but, you know, so many problems relate back to eating animals, using animals. And I saw that in Point Reyes that some elk had tested positive for a certain bacteria called MAP, which is a wasting disease, and that the bacteria was apparently transmitted by dairy cattle or by spraying cattle manure, like on pasture land. And I thought, you know, we've got so many problems in the world with so many wild animals, but it was interesting that a lot of the problems can be, if not all, you know, brought back to the meat and dairy industry. And that's a really sad commentary on our wildlife that you wouldn't even think have a connection, but of course they do. Everything is interconnected. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you for bringing this to our attention. And if there's anything we can do on a legislative um, way, um, please let us know. Wow. Thank you, Simone Reyes, with Social Compassion and Legislation. So I want to address what she said. Um, Yes, you were just about to touch on the pollution to the water because people go to Point Reyes National Seashore to to walk in the water, to swim in the water. But then there's also this bacteria that comes from feces. You know, plants don't poop. It's the animals. Take it away, Fleur. Well, yeah, you um, you put it so well, Jane. Um, that's exactly right. And I just want to say a big thanks to Simone um, from Social Compassion and Legislation um, for offering support with the Tulia. We really appreciate it. And she's absolutely right that the um, this is a problem everywhere. It's everywhere that we have animal agriculture. We have wild animals suffering as a result. So unfortunately, like it's just not um, it's not possible to keep on eating animals and also expecting them to coexist because ranching is um, you know it's a death sentence for the wild animals in the area and that's whether it's tule elk, um, whether it's wolves. Um, or whether it's wild horses, um, we are working on so many different campaigns for wild animals and all of them are severely affected um, by ranching. So please, if you can, um, you know, choose vegan, choose plant-based products. We have so many available right now and they don't pollute the planet um, in the same way in anywhere near the extent that the, um, you know, animal agriculture industry does. So please consider doing that. But Back to the um, pollution, yeah, so In Defense of Animals um, joined up with uh, Western Watersheds Project um, and some other organizations to do um, testing of the water. So uh, we had someone go into the water, grab a jar uh, in their overalls, and they found disgusting levels that breached um, all kind of health, health limits. So we had fecal coliform bacteria, fecal as in poop, 23 times the health limit. Um, Enterococci, another poop bacteria, 30 times the health limit. And yes, this is in a place where people go specifically to, um, you know, they go to relax at the beach, um, they go to uh, kayak there, they bring their dogs who are drinking this fecal bacteria. Um, so this is this is a serious concern. You could really, um, you know, get very sick as a result of going and bathing in a national park. Um, so it's, and 
the one of the most disgusting things we actually found out as a result of um, some local uh, investigations um, by journalists in the area is that the ranches themselves, because they're very old and not well cared for, um, is that human poop is also leaking onto the national seashore. Human poop, masses of quantities of, of um, cow poop and cow pee, and there's no way that um, we can protect an environment whilst we have thousands of cows there. It's just impossible. And I, I just want to point out on this video, you're seeing the hutches where the baby yep. calves who are ripped from their mothers are kept. So this sort of fairy tale of happy cows that you hear about from the uh, cattle industry is a complete fiction. These animals are ripped from their mothers and they're put in these tiny little hutches alone by themselves and force-fed um, bad, you know, formula when they want their, we, in order for us to drink milk, the babies have to be deprived of mother's milk. We are not cows, so we're not designed to drink uh, cow milk. And lactose intolerance is massive. The NIH says 67% of the public is lactose intolerant. So, you know, again, that raises the question, why are we subsidizing this industry? You know, why are we subsidizing this industry that is uh, causing lactose intolerance? Um, and obviously, cows poop a lot. It's polluting the water, it, particularly in Point Reyes National Seashore, but all over. Right here um, on the coast of California, where I live, uh, we've had this horrific problem with seals getting sick and dying because of certain kinds of algae blooms. And that's, again, from the pollution in the water, the pollution. They always say agricultural runoff. But again, plants don't poop. It's animal agriculture. And by the way, the same thing is happening in Fort Myers, Florida, where I used to work. It was my very first job decades ago, and I go back every so often. And you can't go swimming quite often because of a red tide, which again is the agricultural runoff coming down the Caloosahatchee River into the Gulf of Mexico. It's happening everywhere, and it's animal agriculture, and we've got to wake up to it. So every time you're going to pick up that fast food hamburger, think about it. Think about it. Uh, there's a connection there, and we are starting to pay the price also with climate change. I mean, um, we're going to go to break in two minutes, but Jack, uh, it seems like every signal we could possibly get from Mother Nature and beyond is telling us that industrialized animal agriculture is a complete mess and is creating literally the vast majority of problems on our planet. It is a leading cause. Some have argued the leading cause of climate change. It is a leading cause, if not the leading cause, of water pollution, ocean decertification, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, human world hunger, because 80 billion animals we raise and kill every year are killing. Um, they're, they're consuming most of the food we produce. And obviously, preventable lifestyle diseases like heart disease and all sorts of other preventable lifestyle diseases. So we're going to take a short break here on Voice America Radio, but we are going to stay live on all of our socials as well as the Unchained TV app. Stay with us. Continue this conversation on the other side of a very short break. Thank you. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everybody. We are talking about how you, yes, you can help save the Thule Elkhart dying of thirst at Point Reyes National Seashore by urging the National Park Service to accept option B, which is a recommendation to remove the fence that is causing them to starve to death and die of thirst. Uh, let's go straight out to our callers. We've got Sarah in Beverly Hills. Your question or thought for our panel. Hi. I was just listening to this, and I was thinking, like, so many people don't even know what type of elk this is, and they are, like, local and they're just, like, thinking, like, what could I do as a person that doesn't even know about elk? So I'm just asking you, is there a local news story on this, or how are you getting people in the area to know about it? I just want to know, like, how the average person, if they don't even listen to this radio show today, what can they do? Please. Thank you. All right. Take it away, Fleur. Oh, sure. So, um, yes, we've um, we've been kind of pushing this in the media for the past couple of years. Um, both Jack and I have been working on um, yeah, making some very good connections. So we've had local media coverage in the San Francisco area. And we've also had, um, had a couple of articles in the Los Angeles Times. Um, but you're right, we, we kind of need, we really, what we really need is kind of constant rolling coverage about this to ensure that, um, that people hear what, what it's all about. So um, 
that's it. that's where Jack and I come in. Um, Jack is extremely good at organizing very eye-catching demonstrations. So he and I have been down to the uh, Point Reyes National Seashore on quite a few occasions, uh, whether that's been, you know, during the drought season, we have been delivering um, water to the Thule Elk, to the Thirsty Elk, and um, installed some water tanks there. As a result of that pressure, the Park Service um, decided to install their own water tanks, um, which is great because before then they said that, oh, no, they're fine. They don't need any more water. They don't need any more food. Um, so public pressure, again, people putting themselves out there. If you are in the local area, please do um, get in touch with us because we have a, you know, there's a big network around here of um, people who really do care about the Tule Elk and um, have been coming out and helping them um, coming to town hall demonstrations. So uh, our local congressman around here is... Um, is uh, Congressman Huffman. He's usually very good on the environment, except for some strange reason, perhaps to do with political contributions. Uh, he has been um, supporting the, the dairy and beef industry in uh, Point Reyes National Seashore rather than the Tule Elk, which is uh, yeah, mystifying. Um, but uh, we've, yeah, so we've, we've got kind of quite a lot of media coverage over, over time and um, we're going to be doing another media push soon. We just really, really appreciate Unchained TV for continuing to be the voice of the animals um, and the voice for the environment, the voice for the planet, the voice for our health in continuing this coverage because um, you are all the, you know, among the first to know about this public comment period. And we're going to be doing some more media outreach very soon. Um, but yeah, Jack and um, and uh, Free Spirit Project and IDA have been doing some very um, eye-catching visuals. We were talking about the pollution. Um, we Jack organised some hazmat suits. We all marched down to the seashore in the yellow suits. Um, we've also done the Tule Elk Penitentiary. And we were the inmates. Uh, there's been some very fun visuals going on. So get involved, please. In. We'd love to have you there. I'm going to jump in and just show. We have another caller, but I'm going to play a very quick clip of you guys in action at Point Reyes National Seashore. Live elk, not livestock rally, Point Reyes National Seashore in California. This is dozens and dozens of people who are turning out to say no to ranching, yes to protecting elk on our public wild lands. Dying for dairy. These are the Thule elk. Um, there are not many left of them in the world and the ranches here keep on expanding into their territory and so that they can make cheese and burgers at cut prices and the taxpayers are all funding this. So think about it, cheese and burgers. Remember, there's plant-based cheese that doesn't involve separating a baby calf from her mother and uh, ditto for burgers, uh, alternatives uh, such as Impossible Foods, Beyond Meat, Many alternatives if you want a burger. I have vegan barbecues all the time. Let's go to our next caller, Annie in Sherman Oaks. Your question or thought for our panel. Hi. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm driving. I hope my connection is well. Thank you. I hear you. Thank you for... Oh, good. Good, good. Thank you so much, every one of you, for working hard and bringing this to our attention. As a member of the public and, you know, uh, of course, animal rights activists with Los Angeles for Animals and many... But the bottom line is I'm really outraged, really, really outraged that our government has a hand in supporting these kinds of uh, uh, destructive environmental, environmental crimes against the animals, which, I mean, I do not see a, a, a division between the animals and the environment. Without the animals, there's no balanced ecosystem. So it, what you're doing is you're not only speaking up for the Thule 
else you're talking about our world, the only planet we have. This is outrageous that they're still backing up, oh, let's remove the fence. I am still outraged. They need to remove ranchers. This is the number one destruction. Each animal, each bite of a hamburger, it's not 500 gallons of water. It's so many animals. It's not only that mommy and the baby. It's so many wild animals dying. In the cast, uh, in Sea Spiracy, they made this very clear. Let me ask you a question, are Annie. Annie, are you going to go when you get home? Because I don't want you to do something where you're driving. Be safe. Are you going to follow the links and comment to the National Park Service? 100%. And I will say more than once. And I will encourage everyone, please, everyone, share this. I am outraged yes. that this is still going on, that we are killing these innocent animals from starvation and water. Thank you guys for what you're doing. How can we amplify furthermore, aside from going to your site, to change it from the root, from the government? Your government yes, needs Annie. to start changing already. Great question, Annie. And I appreciate it. And I'm going to hold you to your word that you are going to not only fill this out and make that comment, but also you're gonna share out this video so other people can do so. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon, but to her point, Jack, um, you know, uh, people get upset when they see it in their face and they go to Point Reyes National Seashore and they've paid a lot of money to have a vacation and they're going there to have a beautiful day and then they end up seeing polluted water filled with feces from the cattle and dairy ranches and they see these um, hutches where these babies are put, at, ripped from their mother. When they, when their imagination, they were going to go there and see the gorgeous Tule elk and have this great experience. And yet, those very same people for lunch will have a burger and a shake. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so horrible. I have to laugh in order to be optimistic and carry on. So... Uh, just a word, oddly enough, because the Park Service here is responding to the people. So a word in defense of the government. The government is not in my mind. And of course, I'm, you know, liberal, to put it gently. The government is corrupted by big business. And that's until campaign finance reform is, you know, passed, which isn't going to happen in this current Congress, but it might in the next one. The, the, the culprits, the big, powerful, multi-million dollar lobbies, billion dollar industries, are the ones that are corrupting the government, right? And, you know, yes, there are politicians that are corrupted and, and they should be called out, but many are not. And there's many good people working in government. They're our last hope. That's how democracy works, to have elected officials that respond to the electorate, but they're being corrupted by big business and the way you fight that. So that's the problem. We know that. The solution, stop buying their products. Stop eating meat and milk, especially beef products and dairy, which is any products. Honestly, when you look at pork and what they do to pigs, it's beyond comprehension. I'll just show you a couple of pictures. And uh, there's something called the EATSAC, you know, California passed Prop 12 to ban these pig gestation crates, any meat from pig gestation crates from being sold in California. And now uh, the, the cattle industry, the, uh, the pork industry is trying to pass something called the EATSAC, which is very, very dangerous that would allow, basically wipe out the will of the people of California. And by the way, if you're saying that's terrible, well, average American eats 66.18 pounds of pork per capita yearly. That is the problem ultimately, Jack. Yeah, no, beautifully put. And, and the good news is about that horror show you just showed and described is you can do something about it. 
You don't have to wait for a large corporation or the corrupted government to take action. I mean, we need to do all these things at once, but every person, every day can do what grandma suggested. Eat your vegetables, just eat more vegetable products, reduce your meat consumption if you're not already vegan, assuming vegans are on the show or already convinced. I'm speaking to the people who aren't quite there yet or they're making a transition. Keep making that transition. You don't have to do 100% in one day. And that's a big debate among vegans to strategize whether to do it a little bit at a time or all. But just stop eating these products and you'll feel good for doing it. Have clear of conscience. And then as more activists um, reveal what's going on in slaughterhouses, you'll feel really good about yourself. You can do it today at every meal, three times a day. You can make a really healthy, environmentally sound choice in favor of ending horrific animal cruelty, which what is that expression, Jane? If slaughter, slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone who would be a vegan, I think is the update to that one now. It's that simple. Yeah. And, you know, people, uh, studies show they don't like the word vegan. So I say plant-based is fine too. Here's right. the New York Times very recent article um, a reporting on an Oxford University study that examined the diets of 55,500 people and found that vegans are responsible for 75% less in greenhouse gases than meat eaters. That's not to say, oh, we're better than anybody else. But if you became plant-based, you would reduce your emissions footprint, okay, that is causing all these storms and this uh, the hottest weather that we've ever seen in uh, recorded history. You'd be part of the solution. You could drop your uh, greenhouse gas footprint by 75%. So, uh, Fleur, that is another part of the puzzle, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Jane. I mean, the... The, the what, what I would add to that is it's, it's not just that um, it's greenhouse gases, it's everything. There's so much more. Um, it's greenhouse gases. It's, um, it's the water. Um, you know, like water is, is gold, as some people say. And it's really true. Like the next wars, people believe, will be fought over water and water access. We're already seeing it, at, um, you know, at the, at the seashore for the Tuliak. That's what we're fighting for them for. Um, we... The, the runoff that goes into the pollution in the runoff pollution from animal agriculture goes into our watercourses, whether that's in Florida or in California, all over the world it's happening, unfortunately. Um, and it's because of animal agriculture. We've got these very, very concentrated areas of, you know, sometimes thousands, tens of thousands of animals all in a shed together. And, um, you know, they have to be fed loads and loads and loads of food, food which could be eaten directly by humans um, that, you know, that we, we don't have a world hunger problem. Everyone has, we have enough food on the planet to feed everyone. And if we only just stopped feeding it to animals, it's hugely wasteful, it's cruel, and it's, it's destroying our planet. We have to, we have to make a difference. We have to stop eating animals. And, um, you know, as we're seeing here, it's killing wild animals. It's killing the tule elk. These are very rare animals. There's only around 5,000 left on Earth. And we really have to do something about that right now. And just this is California. This is about, the reason I came over to California is because I believed it was one of the most progressive places on Earth where we could get real change for animals. And right now I'm looking over at the Point Reyes National Seashore from my window. I can see over that way. And I know that the tule elk are there. They're fenced. They're dying. There's animal agriculture happening. There's runoff going into, into the ocean. You don't understand, like, 
how precious wildlife is. Once it's gone, it's gone. You know, once we reach that environmental tipping point, there is no return. We really have to do this now. The one thing that you can do today is to go to idausa.org slash elk, make, um, you know, put your name down there and we will send you um, the comment link on Friday. Um, you can make a, a change there. You can change your diet. Um, please tell your friends, share this, share this important video. Um, it'll be the most important, you know, it's the most significant thing that you can do for wild animals, for your health, for the planet, um, for the tule elk. Absolutely well put. And I have to say that um, I've been reading more and more about habitat destruction and the resultant wildlife extinction. And what is really, really sad and terrifying is that wild animals are now 4% of mammal biomass. Okay, we have wiped out most of the wild animals. What have we replaced those wild animals with? 62% of total world mammal biomass is farmed animals, factory farmed animals almost entirely. So what we have done is turned our planet into, in the words of Philip Wolin, who is a amazing, amazing business executive and animal activist, we have turned our planet into planet slaughterhouse. And now we are paying the price with horrific wildfires, floods, extreme weather that we've never seen anywhere. And it's going to start disrupting our economy. You know, when you have storms in the air, that puts flights grounded in airports. When UPS workers are passing out because they can't, can't carry heavy boxes very far in the heat, and that is happening, that is going to disrupt the economy. So people say, well, you know, it's good for business. No, in the long run, and even in the short run now, it's not even going to be good for business, Jack. And yet, somehow, uh, we can't convince people. And, you know, organizations like the New York Times have a I would call it a schizophrenic attitude to this. They do stories about uh, op-ed pieces mostly about the problems with uh, animal agriculture, uh, like that put down your hamburger uh, one that we just said. That was uh, actually an article, but here's one that's an opinion piece, the truth about your bacon. But at the same time, they do meat recipes on their homepage. And at the same time, they just did a story talking about the Eats Act and talking about, oh, pork, pork producers are all worried about the um, Prop 12 being passed here in California, which bans the sale of meat from pigs, from pig gestation crates, but they never showed the pig gestation crates. They didn't show, they did an entire long article, okay, about pig gestation crates without ever showing them. Why? Because they know if people saw that, a picture is worth a thousand words. And so I wrote a comment to the New York Times. The first comment was not published because I called them out for writing an entire article. So the second, after, not, after being rejected for the first comment, then I wrote another one. And I just said, look it up. Look up pig gestation crates and see for yourself. And that did get published. But even the New York Times, they know. They know that we could reduce our carbon, our emissions footprint by 75% by adopting a plant-based diet. And still, this is the problem we are faced with. I mean, we only have a few minutes. What are your final thoughts, uh, Fleur? 
we can take action. Um, there are things that you can do. You can, um, you know, take action for wild animals right now. You can go to um, go to our website, idausa.org slash elk. You can make a comment. We really, really appreciate you doing that because um, we are also going to be counting those comments and seeing how many people not just want the fence removed, but also want all of the ranches removed, which are the, you know, the, the fence wouldn't be there if it weren't for the ranches. So uh, it's very important that you understand um, yeah, the link between uh, the, the diet that most people are eating and what effect it's having on the tule elk. Um, so, you know, you can also uh, change your diet. Please encourage your family and friends to do the same and share this video. Yes, and it's very hard to get people to change their diet. Um, it's always a process um, 99% of the time. There are people who just hear about it or see a video, boom, they've gone entirely plant-based the next day. But I, I like to quote Gene Bauer, who says of Farm Sanctuary, we accept people wherever they are in the journey. Any improvement is welcome. Uh, isn't that correct, Jack? Yes, and I'm trying to think about what co closing comments I would make here. Um, I, I'm an activist, which is to say, uh, well, actually, underneath that, I'm an animal lover. I'm a nature lover. I, I was a forest activist first. I, I just, my happy place is in the forest. And then I learned about the Tule elk from a documentary film. And then I've been out visiting the elk, and that's where I feel joy. And I, not everybody has access to a national park or national seashore. But for me, as I love those places and all those creatures of all different species, I immediately want to protect what I love. And that's what's turned me into an activist. So as far as speaking to other people, if you're a nature lover, if you're an animal lover, which is a vast number of people, even folks who live in New York City like I used to, it's where I came from, it's the first 35 years, I'm still an animal lover, nature lover. Um, you know, there, it's a cultural shift. We're trying to, it's a huge cultural shift. We need to reach a tipping point, and the way to do that is to have more people who are passionate, like all the people that called in today, like you, Jane, like you, Fleur, and speak to your friends. And that takes an effort and a concerted idea that I want to actually say something because we humans are running out of time on the planet, sorry to say. If we don't make significant change in just the next few years, let alone a decade, uh, we're in a sorry state. We, humanity. So it is literally suicidal what we're doing if we just continue on with our heads down ignoring what we know so point raise for me is a way to think globally like i was just speaking but act locally not just not just for the magnificent tuli elk who i will visit on friday just to have my heart open and to find peace and to calm down from all this energy but also to work on the cattle industry and raise awareness that we shouldn't be confining <sighs> wild animals killing them turning them into domesticated animals or swapping them out and eating them and destroying the environment, polluting it, harming the animals and harming ourselves. Yes, Have as Nilovar says, stop partaking in the violence. Stop the expansion. Um, save the Thule elk. That's our main thing that we're doing here today. Uh, but it's complicated. It's not just save the Thule elk in the sense that the reason the Thule elk are under threat is one very simple thing. There are cattle ranchers and dairy farmers, one and the same, it's the meat industry renting space and they want more space and they don't want the tule elk using the water or eating the precious resources. And so they've put pressure on the National Park Service. But because of the incredible uh, protests that have been organized by the two people you're seeing here, hundreds of people showing up as you've been seeing over and over in the videos we're playing, 
The National Park Service has had a change of mind, a change of heart, wherever, whatever you want to call it, we applaud it. And they are now recommending removing the fence. And it's so crucial right now that you let them know that's what you want. They need to get a lot of comments in support of this decision. So if, if, if this upsets you, don't, don't just talk about it. Take action. Comment yes to alternative B to remove the fence. Now, IDA.org, IDAUSA.org forward slash elk. If you go there right this second and put in your email, tomorrow you will get, um, in the next, very soon, you're going to get instructions on exactly what to do. Make it all easy. Friday. If you live in the country, just go to Tree Spirit project.com there's also a way to click the link there and we've also put the direct link in the comment section on this video if you're watching on socials it is um you can just go to the comment section and copy it so um i just want to say thank you so much for everything you do and i want to say as well that there are a couple of videos on unchained tv that explain this entire situation. So if you go to Unchained TV and you download this free streaming network, you can watch the whole story, and of course this video as well, on the streaming network. And we are a nonprofit free streaming network to promote the plant-based lifestyle for animals, people, and the planet. You could download it for free on your phone and uh, you can actually see up to 1,400 videos. There's a search bar. You can put in Point Reyes, National Seashore, or just Point Reyes, and those videos will come up. So you can get educated um, in depth about this situation. I want to thank In Defense of Animals for coming on today, Fleur Dawes. I want to thank Jack for coming on with Tree Spirit Project. Again, visit IDAUSA.org now. IDA, USA.org forward slash elk. Take a snapshot of it if it helps, and then you can look it up afterwards if that's what it takes. But do what it takes, people. These Thule elk cannot go on the comment section and comment on their own. And it's up to us to do that. So again, when you go, you'll do exactly what happened. You'll see this, which is what I did. You fill out your name and address, and you comment yes to option B, take down the fence, and while you're at it, remove the dairy farms. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. It's so great to have you. See you next time here on Unchained TV and Voice America Radio. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.